Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. The Week 10 NFL Handicap is here. We are back on the horse. We've gotten over our irrational anger over the state of Week 9, and we are uh, we are about to hit some winners. We're about to throw some darts and uh, find some uh, find some value on this card. It's a small. It's a small little slate. It is the smallest card of the year. There will it feels be, it. It feels it, like it, it too. It, yeah, it will. There will never be a smaller slate until we get to the playoffs because there are six teams. What is it? Denver, Houston, Jacksonville, New Orleans, New Orleans, New England, Philly, and Washington, all on by. So they're the least amount of games you'll have all year. Which yeah. We're going to spin through it even faster. So maybe couple, we should. A couple uh, good teams finally on by. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. And speaking of, uh, speaking of playoffs, do you want to do a quick reset on the playoff picture before we get into uh, the card? We got all Since this we have the time. extra time. Yes. 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 <laughs> what a good idea. Um, okay. You want to start AFC or NFC? Your pick. Um, let's just go AFC. Okay. I think we let's kind of talked through. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's start. Let's start with a specific breakdown of what you saw Sunday night with uh, the Baltimore Ravens um, pantsing the undefeated New England Patriots. There's been various takes on this game. There was various takes before the game even started, and obviously we are Ravens truthers, so we have to kind of be a little bit conscientious of our opinions on this. Because I mean, I'm holding a bunch of Ravens liability for sure. <laughs> yes. And um, to a degree, the people who said Belichick was going to kind of keep his cards close to his chest and not really <laughs> give the Ravens a clean look at what he was going to try to do to stop them. I don't know if those people were proved correct or if it's just the Ravens are that hard to stop. Um, what were your kind of key takeaways from that matchup? And do you think any of that applies for the rematch in the playoffs? Yeah, it's tough to tell. Like, why would uh, why would you just piss a game away unless you had a big lead in the division? You're going to get the one seed anyway. I can see both sides of it, but I don't know. I saw like cuts to Belichick. He didn't look happy. He wasn't like, oh yeah, we're we're punting this game. We're not going to show him much. Like he he wants to win these games. He doesn't punt games. I don't I I don't really love that narrative. I can get behind maybe keeping it a tad vanilla. He made some uh, bad decisions. I know he he made bad decisions, and I mean it, it's not like that was different than the play calling you've seen in in the other games from the Patriots, even over the past few years. I mean they they kind of have an mo, and they the depth of target was similar. They were doing the same kind of things. They were running. They were going short. They don't, they don't traditionally, they don't traditionally. I mean, this season, they're just going deep isn't their thing. They've been long sustained drives down the field. Um, just fumble luck kind of flip-flopped. On. It really didn't, actually. They, they had great they fumble luck. Technic- yeah, technically, yeah. like, they, they still had decent fumble luck. Um, the one fumble kind of bit them in the ass. Uh, somebody said that, you know, so, and this is a, a Boston guy we, we like. So I'm going to give him some leeway, but he's like, oh, man, you know, they scored Ravens scored two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, like, they did. Like, oh, kind of like the Patriots for the first eight <laughs> fucking weeks. I mean, you take, yeah. you take you take what you can get. And no, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I'm, yeah, I think we are truthers. I think this is a team that absolutely can grab the two seed. 
I'd love this to be the rematch in the FC title game. Baltimore's schedule isn't crazy, but it isn't super easy. The yeah. Rams aren't a bad team, despite what we've seen in a couple different games. They do have to play the Rams, the Niners, the Bills, the Steelers, uh, the Texans. The, the Ravens' schedule is not cake. Everything no. in between. like they, they do get the Bengals and Jets. Like there's no. a couple of easy ones on there, too, but we're probably going to see a rematch in Foxborough. Yeah, I yeah I don't see a I don't see a way where New England drops the one seed. So it's probably in Foxborough, and I think we'll have a really fun race down the stretch between. And this could be a four team or a three team race rather. Yeah. For the for the second seed, because the Chiefs can absolutely the Chiefs are six and three, the Ravens are six and two, and then the Texans six and three, Colts five and three. Like the the winner of the South could absolutely get into the mix for this. Um, yeah, I, I think the the second seed is kind of up in the air. And so it, the only thing we can it's say super, then for, it's super important getting so that buy is super important to getting to the Super Bowl. Oh, seriously, seriously. Um, before moving off uh, the uh, Patriots uh, Ravens, real quick, um, I do feel I don't think I you know between what happens now in January, I don't know that we're going to see the same Patriots offense. Um, to a degree, they can improve on the offensive line. To a degree, they're going to get you know, something figured out in the wide receiver position, presumably. Um, and so they may be a little bit more feisty on offense come January than they are currently constituted. Um, I don't know. And, you know, Ravens defense, you could say the same thing. Like they made some nice moves. They're getting players back healthy. They could be fine and better even than they were in that game. Uh, but I would say that we, the Patriots defense are what they are. We saw them. And the Ravens offense are what they are. And we saw them. I guess my only thought was, you know, you said the Patriots, you know, kind of did what they do. Well, they, they didn't take away like the best part of the Ravens offense. No, they, the Ravens had like, I, I don't remember the exact number. It was like right around 125 yards rushing before contact. Like it wasn't up the gut, breaking tackles, grinded out, you know, real running into a box kind of contact offense. It was finesse running where they were four, five, six, ten yards down the field before there was even contact. Like they, we said that was the game plan: take away the run, make Lamar beat you. If that was the game plan and that was the Patriots' time to take away the run, I don't care if it's in Foxborough. You've got a pretty good, you got a pretty good shot because if they can do that again, it's going to be a fun back and forth in January. Dude, is there a rock paper scissors going on in the AFC? Like the Patriots are set up perfectly to stop the Chiefs. The yeah. Ravens are set up pretty perfectly to attack the Patriots. Yep. And the Chiefs can oh, kind of do fun. whatever they want. I guess Devil's, the Ravens, tri- right? Devil's Triangle. Yeah. A little Devil's Triangle there. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be interesting. No, match, if you, gonna if you do have back. a Ra- yeah, if you have a Ravens future, you really, really, really need the Texans to go on a run because I think the Ravens match up <laughs> nice against they, they match up nice yeah. against the Texans. Where yeah. you would want the Texans to have that three seed, and the Chiefs to have the four, which is oh lunacy. My goodness. If, if oh my Chiefs, goodness! Oh my goodness! If the Chiefs had to go to Foxborough in the second round, oh, you are—that is a dream. That's for a the dream Ravens. scenario yeah. for the Ravens. Yes, absolutely. But still, <laughs> and and nothing would surprise me. Or like I said, the Ravens have a tough schedule. They could be the four seed. They could be traveling to New England in the second round. Like many a slip takes wow. the cup in the lip here. Yeah. I think the fun part of the AFC playoffs, and this is going to be directly tied into the first game when we talk about it, is still the second wild card. 
Yeah, who Bill, the hell? We, we pulled some odds here. The Bills are minus 220 to make the playoffs, which yeah. seems actually probably low, all things Dude. considered. And their, their schedule had they, – they get the Jets still. They get the and Broncos, The Bills are going to get the five seed. Yeah, if they get this win this weekend – they still have the Dolphins and Jets, and that that would put them at nine wins right there. Yeah, congrats to our buddy Prison yeah. Cop Todd for. Uh, it, you know, we shouldn't celebrate early because I think he had six and a half, but he put uh, his, you know, he put the uh, his lungs, uh, his, his lungs on, on the Bills over. Yeah, and he, and, we can't we can't hit him on Twitter anymore because he got kicked off. But that's okay. Yeah, I was um, going to say I, we should we should shout him out on Twitter since he's. <laughs> um, anyway, the. Um, uh, the the worst, I guess, the worst draw of all the AFC playoff spots is the three seed, because if you're the four seed, you get the Bills in the play, first round of the playoffs, which I think is advantageous. Uh, and if you're the three seed, you got to go probably at the Ravens and then at the Patriots back to back. That's gonna be tough. Um, and plus you draw whoever gets the six seed, which could be could be nasty. Uh, do you have a feel one way or another about uh, the Chiefs and their current state after watching them beat your Vikes? The defense still a problem? Are they improving anywhere? They, similar to what New Orleans did in a much more truncated section of the season, if you make it through missing Mahomes with those results where you, you beat Minnesota. Yeah, you're super you're, happy. Like, you're pretty happy taking the split between Minnesota and Green Bay there. Like if you told me, as if I'm a Chiefs fan, Chiefs backer, and say I'll, you go one and one and hosting those two teams, two teams that are in the playoffs as of right now, if the records, you know how the records stand, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good deal for them. I think it is tough that they have three losses already, and they do have to face the Patriots yet. They got to. I don't know how to feel about the Chargers, just because I can't make sense of them. They do have to face the Chargers twice. Um, the Raiders' offense isn't a joke. The Raiders' Chiefs, boy, Raiders' Chiefs total. Yeah, 56. Yeah, 55, 56. That's going to open super high. That's going to be a fun game. But Chiefs have to go to Foxborough. Eh, yeah, it, it's going to be tough for them to to pass up the Ravens without the Ravens slipping up here. So, uh, again, I, I can't make a prediction on this because it's, it's super tricky. They're are we looking right past? Uh, are we looking past past the Patriots potentially losing to the Eagles and the Chiefs and maybe a couple other the Texans? Could they? Could the Patriots slide out of the one? No, right? Nah, just I mean they have the, too many wins on the schedule, right? Yeah, they have the Bengals, Dolphins, and then hosting the Bills for their last three games. That sounds and, like three wins. Yeah, basically you got to get what two wins out of the other four. It's at Eagles hosting Cowboys at Texans hosting Chiefs. That's not trivial. No, it That's isn't trivial, four, but they're the still four I mean, game stretch is nasty. Yeah. I mean, they go but, two and three. It, but they they already lost one. They go there's, they go there's uh, no two stretches. Two there's no stretches where there's two straight away games. So unless you count Ravens Eagles, which I don't. I think yeah, okay. You you made because, yeah, because there's yeah, because there's they a bye week. Three, right? They're gonna yeah. land thirteen and three. Yeah, okay. like okay. likely. Okay. Um, how about I, wanna, the, I mean, South? I want to talk wild card, the second wild card. Yeah, does it go to the loser of the South? It's it's starting to look like the Raiders are in the mix, doesn't it? It does. What's their price to make the playoffs? It is. Actually. We looked at this. We looked at this. It is plus three forty five just oh, really? to qualify. And gosh, I wrote it down. They face Cincinnati 
the Jets, the Titans, the Jags, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. So you got to play the Chiefs. Like you marked, I don't know if you mark it down as an auto loss, like we would have mm. before the season, just because the, the way the Andy Reid coming off a bye. Andy Reid coming off a bye. I, I guess fuck it, we'll mark it as an auto loss. <laughs> but man, that defense is going to get just gashed by by the running back there. That'll be a fun yeah. game. I'm. I, it's crazy that we're excited for a Raiders game later in the yeah, season, but we is. are. Um, any worry that as we get later into the season and defense starts mattering more, that that's the differentiating factor, and that's why the Raiders fade out of the picture? <sighs> yeah, I mean, if you want to go to that, the Colts have a better defense. The Steelers yeah. have a better defense. Yeah, they do. The Chargers, those, those two pop to mind. Chargers are only a half game back. They probably have a better defense. We're not going to see Derwin James this season, I guess, huh? No, we're not. I really, really doubt that. But uh, okay. oh, the, the, the between the you know five and three to four and five, there is a mess of teams. The worst team in the AFC South is four and five. I mean, it's it's a mess in the AFC right now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of pulling for the Raiders, kind of a, a parting gift for the Bay. Okay, okay. I, I like the game. number. I mean that the number you you found there was pretty damn favorable. I gotta say, um, and uh, it all kind of hinges on this win this Thursday, kind of right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll hold. Let's hold our thoughts for just a second on that. Then, uh, how about the NFC? Too early to say anything. Is there even a, is there even a point to reset this? I mean, the Saints are going to get in. The Niners are going to get in. And then the cluster after that is gnarly. Yeah, we, again, looking at pre, not preseason, right now, looking at the odds to make the playoffs. And this was pointed out by somebody earlier in this week, too. The Seattle price to make the playoffs is lower than the Minnesota price. Huh. Like Minnesota's minus 150, Seattle's minus 125. What do you make of that? Well, Minnesota has the last four. We talked about this. Minnesota has a super favorable home stretch. Their final four games are three home games and a home and an away game at LA Chargers. Um, There's still a full game back, though. Seahawks have to play the Niners twice, including this week where they're six point dogs. Um, They have to play the Rams again, Uh, and. yeah, I mean uh, it's and the Seahawks have a, don't have a defense. <laughs> That's also problematic, um, especially as we get into this cooler months. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you I, do you think that that's fair? Do you think Minnesota is being overpriced by the market right now? I don't. I'm not giving them much of a chance this weekend. A weekend against Dallas. Um, yeah, no, we're not really. Spoiler alert. Um, something I'm looking at too is Carolina's five and three. And like you said, with Seattle having to play the Niners twice, they do have to play the Saints twice yet. So that's Ooh, yeah. not optimal, but they do get the Falcons yet. And who knows with that? I don't know if I'd want to get like involved in a long-term price on them without knowing what their their mindset is with the quarterback. They might They might go back to limp shoulder Cam Newton, and who knows what happens. Mm-hmm. No, they he's get, on they, the they, IR. They, they can't. <laughs> he's done. Isn't he? Can't isn't be, he just done? No, no. no he's, he, done. he's not designated to return at all. They can't do anything with that. No, no. He's, it's he's, completely he's done. Dun okay. done. Okay. Yeah, Dun yeah, yeah. done. Good. Yeah. That makes me feel better about them. Yeah. Okay. 
they get the Falcons twice. Hmm. I mean, you can say they get the they get the Saints twice, but they get the Falcons yeah, that's, twice. Yeah, that's a that's a that is a, a, a decent trade off. You're 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 two and two easy there, maybe three and one. So that's not bad. Um, okay, how about uh, you think uh, Eagles come back and and uh, clip the Cowboys, or you think the Cowboys go on to glory in the NFC East? Because I got to tell you, the NFC. I mean, the Cowboys schedule is crazy coming up. You see this? I mean, like all these freaking just one after another primetime game primetime game primetime game <laughs> they were they were on sunday night football before the bye they're on monday night football out of the bye they're on sunday night football against the the uh the vikings this weekend next week they get the lions in a little bit of a lull, lull spot that's probably an interesting one to keep your eye on the lions and then uh the Patriots, Bills on Thanksgiving, and then a couple more Thursday games. So they're they're going to be in the in the spotlight in the prime prime um, prime position here in the eyes of the public for a number of weeks. Um, I don't think that super matters, um, but uh, these are big games, high profile games, tough opponents. Their opponents may play up. What are you, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys, just generally? Yeah, both team, both the Cowboys and Eagles have to play the Patriots yet. Boy, the Cowboys. Cowboys have a leg up. I think it's really. I think it probably comes down to that late season matchup in Philly. Yeah. I don't. Do you? Do you think? And I want your opinion on this. Do you think Philadelphia can make the playoffs without winning the division? I'm going to say no off the top of my head because I have them at 10, 10 and six. Um. And they're they're losing some key tiebreakers, really. Although they have the tiebreaker over the pack. They have the tiebreaker over the Bears. That was important. <laughs> I don't think that's going to come into play. Uh, they lost the tiebreaker to the Vikings, uh, which is troublesome. Uh, and, um, yeah, there's, they're not going head-to-head with Seattle, right? Yeah. Um, they do, so they I have think, the Gi- Giants twice. They I guess have I've Miami, been operating. They have I've Washington. Been, uh, yeah. I've been like they have under the, four uh, very winnable games, yeah. and it's going to come down to that fifth one, which is hosting yeah. Dallas. They right, I, that's, that's and exactly where games. I'm at. Well, I, honestly, the, the Dallas and Philly, if you take that game out of the picture, I think both teams are, what, nine and six? <laughs> and then the winner is 10 and six, the loser is nine and seven, the winner is in, the loser is out probably. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I don't think we see two teams out of the NFC East. Yeah, too much. Uh, one from the too, west too, for sure. Yeah, too much in too much west, too much north out there, really. And I, you know, the pan like I said, the Panthers a lot. I, this is just impossibly tough. We'll circle back on this in a month, and maybe not even now. <laughs> like seriously, is there is there any you know going back to the how important it is to get a buy? Is there any scenario where it's not San Fran, New Orleans? I don't think so. I think yeah. New Orleans coasts. Uh, San Fran, I guess, could fall out. Um, they are entering the tougher part of their schedule as if well. They, if they win this weekend, they'll be, then they're they're yeah, going. Then it's yeah, they're, they're thirteen with three. A, with yeah, yeah with Bob. a win over Seattle, like it's done. <clears throat> yeah, are you buying San Francisco this weekend? Or you think Seattle's live in that game? I guess we'll get there. I haven't really asked your opinion on that one. We talked we'll about to, how like we'll get to it but, Sunday. Yeah, so we'll get to it Sunday. Um, okay. Yeah, this is a yeah. The NFC is tough. Any value in to make the playoffs or not to not make the playoffs for the, as you look across these prices? Because this is tough, man. 
I mean, it's you, like, you basically. It's like I said, I kind of want to parlay the Bills minus 220 or something. I just can't I, yeah. fathom that. I mean, Dude. I don't, I'm not a Josh Allen believer, but they have, uh, Frank Gore's kind of good. Not to give a specific book a shout out, but at the book you're looking at that price, do they allow parlays? I'm going to double check that because it okay. f- feels like they, I don't think you'll be able to parlay two. Maybe you could parlay across um, division or to, across conferences, an AFC yeah. and an NFC team. You 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 thought last week that it's semi correlated. You thought last last week that the Panthers were frauds. You're not looking for a a Panthers no, and they uh, parlayed with the Bills yes. Are they frauds? I don't know. I don't think the Panthers' defense is very good. It it isn't, and at the same time, Christian McCaffrey continues. He's got 13. He's gonna have like 25 touchdowns this year. Like he's getting it done. They have a couple decent receivers. I said this to our friend Suma earlier, and you, I guess, is same chat. But I don't understand the whole Kyle Allen thing. Does he has he thrown a pick? Like one? Yes. He he had like, one bad game. Yeah, he did. It's like he's. It was against some, the uh, Niners. It's like right? he's throwing it. In, yeah, and that's a tough. Well, who hasn't had a bad game against the Niners? Hey, here's this a fun, year, everybody who. Who has scored the most points against the San Francisco 49ers this year? Oh, was it the uh, was it the it had to be last weekend, the Cardinals, right? Yeah, it was out of all the teams they played, it was I the, know, and that the was Cardinals. a busted 80, 88 yard touchdown mm-hmm. away from not being <laughs> the most. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Carolina is a very tough one for me. I'm probably skipping that game, the Green Bay game, because of uh, feelings about what happened with Green Bay this last week and then just not understanding Carolina. Their defense isn't all that good, but yeah. it's it's not it's not porous. It's not gonna unless you're the 49ers and just the, the whole game just feels like they're playing you know in an emptied out pool where the Carolina was running uphill the whole time. Just that game was ugly. Mm. But, a couple decent receiving options, and Kyle Allen is quietly efficient. So I don't want to discount him. Yeah. Well, um, Kyle Allen threw three picks against the uh, uh, against the Niners on that uh, fateful Sunday. Um, I guess I just watched okay. that game out of my head. That was an ugly one. Okay. Well, I wouldn't mind Bill's, parlay, Bill's yes probably with Carolina. No, I don't think Carolina gets there. I don't think Kyle Allen has the staying power to win some games yeah. against the Saints, which he's going to have to do. Yeah, and I don't think you have to be like, oh, the Carolina Panthers are bad to make that play. It's more like, man, you've got the Rams, the Vikings, the Packers, the Seahawks. There's just a lot of lot of stuff to be leapfrogging, and you Mm got to leapfrog, you know, at least one of those teams. That's tough. Right. Right. Okay. Well, let's get into the card. Let's talk about your Raiders taking on the Chargers. Are the Chargers dead, or are the Chargers sneaky? Like people have counted them out, but they're not technically out. I don't know, man. Uh, rookie offensive coordinator on a Thursday is that an angle? He's mm. not, not a rookie. I know. Um, I, I wanted. I kind of made the joke about this, like, oh, they have some tape on what his offense is going to be, but it was the same offense. Yeah, it was. It was. There the was nothing. There was. There were no wrinkles. It there was, was the It was the Wisenhunt offense. I don't know. They just uh, scapegoat. I'm not sure what that whole deal was. I don't think they'd probably the box, you know, the box score 
I'm trying to think of what it was under a hundred yards before they got into those last couple garbage drives. It just, how do you describe what happened there? It uh, was the worst beat down I've ever seen where it's like, man, why? Like this team's yeah. not bad. This other team's not good. This makes no sense. The Green Bay, the whole Lafleur saying, you know, we didn't get to the uh, we didn't get to the stadium in time, or something went wrong with planning. I don't know what the hell happened there, but it looked like the whole team was just sleepwalking. They didn't do anything until late in the game. I mean, what, what did you make of the Packers' offense? Uh, they looked completely lost. Um, I. I'm not expecting them to look that poor again this week. Uh, I thought the Chargers drew. I, I thought people who are evaluating the Chargers based on that win and saying, oh, we overlooked something about this team are missing the fact that the Green Bay literally no showed. They literally no showed. They were useless. They went to LA. They got a little vacation out of it. They thought they were going to get an easy win on the road with a bunch of their fans in LA. And I don't know what those guys were doing there last weekend, but they sure as hell weren't prepping for that football game because uh, they looked totally lost. Uh, and yeah, I think that happens every once in a while when you have a super inexperienced head coach and, you know, a generally a young team. Uh, I would expect that the Chargers kind of come back to earth in terms of their overall performance. I was kind of surprised that this line flipped, to be honest with you. Uh, we had Oakland open up as a minus one and a half favorite. It flipped across uh, – and the Chargers are now minus one. And in fact, that's a juicy maybe one. It was, do you think maybe it was just some of the injuries? Like there was I some, thought about that. There was some, and it's it's not like it went from you know three and a half to two and a half. It's not like a giant move as far as push percentages. And when you move from minus one to minus one to minus one, it's almost just like moving from minus two to minus one. You know, sure. it's it's more like a one point move technically sure. because of the a tie being such a low push probability. Sure. But at the same time, it felt like just uh, the tackle position so important, and then a couple of the other key positions that they thought maybe the injuries were worse than maybe maybe initially reported, and it wasn't looking good for some key positions on the Raiders, and some yeah. money came in. You know, in a coin flipish game. But at the same, same time, I'm, I'm, my sentiments are with you on the on the green Bay game, there's no chance that the chargers were that good. Like right. Any, you, they were, they were the team that lucked out and got to play the Packers that day. Yeah. I feel like anybody would have done that the way that the green Bay Packers looked that day. Yeah. They were sleepwalking. And um, yeah, I mean, all this, all this line move does is make Oakland uh, a potential beauty of a teaser. Like uh, if that gets to one and a half, man, swing away. Um, I would say that the Chargers, I mean, okay, the, the, besides the, the injuries and the Oakland injuries, I mean, their, their defense is still questionable. Like, there are still a huge, huge problems with this Raiders defense. This is not a, a defense that I'm running to the window to get in support of financially. The Raiders, on the other hand, I would say are performing impressively well on offense when their offensive line is cohesive and and blocking well and getting pushed for their young running back. Um, and some of the injuries may impact that offensive line performance on Thursday, um, which is problematic if, because we know that the chargers can generate a pass rush. We know that Joey Bosa is coming on super strong. His last couple of weeks of performances have been very impressive reminding everyone, Hey, Oh, by the way, don't forget that I'm still healthy and playing hard and eating, you know, eating quarterbacks for, for, you know, for lunch. And 
Derek Carr is a guy that his performance is Jekyll and Hyde. If he's protected, if he's not feeling pressure up the middle, he's Ken Carf. If he is running for his life, he's throwing ducks, he's throwing picks, he's throwing three-yard balls into the dirt. Like he is two very different quarterbacks depending on the, you know, on the comfort he feels in the pocket. And so I can get that angle. Like, yeah, the Chargers. Um, you know, maybe able to put some serious pressure on Carr and disrupt his performance, and you don't see as good a look as you saw against uh, the um, the Lions on Sunday. That doesn't explain why there's been a two point surge in this total. Like we're up to forty nine now, which is kind of bananas because the Chargers. Can you do me a favor and tell me have they had a game land above forty nine in regulation this season through ten weeks or through nine weeks? Have we seen the Chargers score? Any game in regulation that landed above 49? They have not. <clears throat> what is, is not, the closest to the game? That is not what, what, was it week one? They had 48 in regulation. And then maybe week three, they had 47. Other than that, they're playing into the like the mid to low 40s at best, right? Yeah, their games are weird. Every game they play is weird. <laughs> I don't like this team. I don't want to bet on this. <laughs> like, if I had to take a team, I would just – I'd say if the Oakland injuries shake out all right or if the line keeps going the other way, Oakland teaser leg, o- Oakland money line, if you think the uh, think the injuries aren't as big of a deal and you're still a believer in Carr. Carr's – I mean, he had a bad game against Kansas City. But other than that, like, he's had some pretty decent games. He's He's thrown no picks in, like, four or five games. He looks healthy. Like, he – yeah, I mean, how many times has – it's like him and Mariota are the same guy to me. Where yeah. it's, you know, oh, man, a good promising college career, highly touted, and then just can't stay healthy, doesn't have a good team, doesn't end up with good coaching, has a lot of, you know, turmoil around him. I guess Mariota made the playoffs a couple times at least. One And one of these guys isn't even starting right now. It's funny. <laughs> but, um, you know, Derek Carr, he's looked good. Comparative, comparatively to other seasons, and I guess I believe a lot of that has to do with his health. And the offensive line has been good when it's when it's completely there. And if everybody plays this weekend, just the the threat of the pass or the threat of the run, because they are a really efficient running team. Mm. I think it's a pretty balanced offense. It's a it's kind of a fun team. It was fun watching against Lions. I had that over. Yeah. Who th- who would have thought we'd be betting on Oakland overs this year based on well, their offense? Yeah, I mean, based exactly. on their that's offense. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so so basically, there's a case for an over. There's a case for an under. There's a case for the Chargers. There's a case for the Ravens. So we're staying away from this game. Is what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. Okay, let's go to Sunday then. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Kansas City, Tennessee. We just talked about Tennessee. Replacement quarterback in one, maybe not the other. This one popped on this. I mean, there was a few that had it up at like minus three, and then minus three and a half. I want to say, but it was probably just low limit circled stuff. And then it came online today at six, and it actually took some Tennessee money. It's down to minus five and a half. What do you believe? about the Mahomes situation. I guess the, the price says Mahomes is playing. Yeah. I think even, even if there was a little playing. bit of buyback. I don't think we see him hundred percent, but I think we see him. And then Tennessee from two weeks ago, 
we said this. I don't know why I didn't bet Carolina. That kind of pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Shit, shit all over Tennessee in the Tampa Bay game. Mm-hmm. And it, it caused me to bet Tampa Bay, but I don't know why I didn't decide to go on the other end of that and fade, fade Tennessee against Great Carolina. Point. Carolina had a nice game. Actually, uh, pretty much the whole game. They won by 10. Tennessee looked kind of like Tennessee's going to look. The, the Arthur, what is it, Arthur Miller? I can't remember his name. Art Smith. <laughs> Art Smith. Arthur Miller is a whole different person. Art Smith game plan in full effect. Like we said with Kansas City when you're talking playoffs, one and one without Mahomes. Now you hit this home stretch. You know, just like we said when we were talking about playoffs, they're super concerned about getting it done, getting a bye, getting the one or the two seed even. You don't want to f- drop some games like this that you don't need to, even on the road. Six point home fa- or six point road favorite. This is the kind of game you can't slip up, even with Mahomes if he's not 100%. Andy Reid's been dialing it up. I mean, he dialed up two pretty good game plans for Matt Moore. I think even a 75% Mahomes gets this done. Mm. I'm, tempted, I'm tempted to lay the points if it goes any lower. The offense yeah. looked good with Matt Moore. Why do you it, think it's going down? I mean, would you? What if it's in Kansas City? Would you? Would you take plus twelve on Tennessee? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a case to be made that Kansas City is really struggling to stop the run, and Tennessee as a single-minded game plan to go in there and run it down your throat. And if that doesn't work, then we'll, you know, drop back and pray. Uh, and so, yeah, maybe their plan A works. It's Kansas City. Maybe this is, you know, they can put a little bit of pressure on them at home. Maybe Mahomes. Uh, can you put any pressure on Mahomes in the, from a pastor standpoint if you're Tennessee in this game? That'll be interesting. And that's probably something that's going to keep me off this. Like, you know, you've seen him warming up before the other games that he took off. He looks pretty mobile, but and it's one of those things where what if he takes one one kind of hit and it just it flares that up, it swells up a little, and all of a sudden he's not mobile? It mm-hmm. makes a huge difference in the game. Because it's yeah, big, I mean, this is sliding, not, around, sliding not, around the uh, pocket is a big We're not medical doctors. We're not medical doctors, but I will tell you two things about I know about Pat Mahomes. Uh, number one, he is better when he is mobile. If he is, a, if he's extending, like if he's extending passing plays, and if he's getting out of the pocket, and if he's, you know, he's not, 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 a, not of the Lamar Jackson type of dangerous as mobile, but just in the exact opposite way, like he can strike a home run if he gets to seven, eight seconds after the snap. Um, and I don't know if you're going to see that willingness to do that because the other thing I know about him is he's been rushed back from this injury to a degree. I think 20 days was a very optimistic expectation for him to be, um, to be out there and be feeling comfortable and healthy. This is a weird injury. A guy has never really been injured. So, and he's actually, he's kind of been dinged, you know, he's been dinged a bunch this season. This isn't the only one he's had a hip. He's had an ankle. He's now he's got a knee. Like this is, uh, you know, this is kind of, potential for him playing a little bit more conservatively down the stretch here to not get take pick up another injury and I, I need to see him be dynamic moving out of the pocket bootlegs rollouts things like that where he's 
um, you know, where he's making you pay defensively because Tennessee is not a great defense, especially without Malcolm Butler. They can be gashed. And um, if, if Mahomes is 90%, they win and cover easily. If he's 70%, then maybe it's actually kind of close. I think Kansas City still gets the win. Um, probably not using them in a survivor pool. Would you use Kansas City in a survivor pool if it was a, if it was nut cutting time? Probably not, right? Oh, no, I'm out. Yeah, okay. Um, it's so, yeah. Weeks. I didn't get in one this year, so. <laughs> Just, <they laughs> so make, many weeks. So you've yeah, been out they, since, uh, they give, they, right? Those give me anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, I got dig, my survivor I, pick I, coming up. We'll I see. Dig, I dig what you're saying. And if you're Andy Reid, I think putting him in situations where he's getting the ball out quick, where he's there's not you, – you lower the percentage of a chance of him getting hit. These long seven-step drops, big – you know, rollouts where he has full, you know, the option to just get rid of it if there's pressure. Mm-hmm. Like you, you put him in situations where he's not having – defenders diving in his legs i think that's the whole game plan and yeah they're just they're a much better team even with matt moore man they have so much speed at receiver and back it's true it's just scary so it is all right well i guess gotta keep an eye on the offensive line injuries for kc too because that's definitely been impacting their performance this season to a degree uh let's move down the card and talk about buffalo cleveland uh, this is when I'm skipping. This is a classic setup. The books are taking a stand on Cleveland. They're giving you the opportunity to take a six and two team as a two and a half point dog on the road against a two and six team. Uh, this is one where, you know, the eye test doesn't necessarily, you know, check out with what you see as this line. I don't know if there's their power rating that's just told you that Cleveland is doing anything right on offense or defense this season that would warrant this type of respect. Uh, cause I sure as hell don't see it. I know I, I know I would say Buffalo is among the more fraudulent six and two teams we've ever seen before, but I don't think you can say similarly that Cleveland should be better than their record. They've been playing very poorly. Baker Mayfield starting that, um, you know, started that conversation. He was, you know, he is yet to um, take a step forward in his development as a quarterback. That's a problem. If you're a Cleveland Browns franchise, that's a problem. If you're uh, Freddie kitchens and you're looking to retain your job beyond one year um, and the fact that you have all of these weapons around him who are starting to grumble, starting to ask for the ball, like that goes one of two ways. <laughs> it works out great for you this week, or uh, it tears your locker room apart and you start over again next year. Um, I can't get involved with Buffalo as a dog in this spot because they've overachieved so much. And this isn't a game that they need necessarily. Um, and, you know, they have more meaningful games on the horizon. Uh, but I understand anyone that would. Uh, and similarly, I'm not getting involved in the total here, although I could make a decent case for the under just based on how uh, poor the Cleveland Browns offense has been performing and how Buffalo defense, I think, is reasonably good. Uh, I don't think they have any like you know fatal flaws. Um, but uh, our friend Adam Chernoff made a case that they do, so I'm going to have to think and listen to his take on that a little bit more carefully. Um, but I wouldn't think that Cleveland especially shows out in this spot uh, they may, you know, their season's not savable. Um, people are starting to think about retaining jobs. Um, and uh, that gets a little dangerous, a little dicey. Um, maybe they get the win, maybe they don't. Hopefully just Baker Mayfield throws three picks and uh, we can catch that over in ticket. <laughs> what's your what's your plan? Yeah, I've always been on the, on the boat of overrated team. Bills being highly overrated for the record, just kind of in the same boat as the Patriots with the, the record being based heavily on the who they've played at this point. 
But at the same time, the defense is very, very good. Like you said, one six and two, the other's two and six. The records are probably a little fraudulent, but I think they per- it's not like they should be flipped. Maybe they should both be like four and four teams. And one team has a coach in Mr. McDermott who knows exactly. I, I, I said this earlier. It's similar to what John Harbaugh is doing with Lamar Jackson. Like, well, we're going to make the offense work around this because he's super talented. And it's the same thing. Well, we, we have a really good defense. The offense doesn't really have a good passing dimension. We have a couple decent running backs and a good defense. Like we're going to, we're going to grind out games like this. This is who we are. We can probably make the playoffs. And I'd argue that every game is a must get because while I don't think they can screw it up with some of the easier stretch down the stretch, it'd be nice to get that five seed and nice to lock this up early. Uh, I think they're live here. Like I said, they, they should probably be both four and four. I'll probably take that. Probably take the points here because Cleveland is just a dumpster fire right now. I don't see a get right spot for them. And I don't see it happening against a ball. You want to say like a ball hawking defense, but this defense hasn't really had their turnover luck yet. What do you think Buffalo's turnover margin is? Ooh, is it about even? It, it's minus one. Minus one. With a Jeez. defense like this. Jeez. Yeah, it's not that much better than Cleveland's. Huh. Cleveland is two and six with a pretty much the same turnover margin. I think I think they just needed their prince to come along and throw them a couple picks. <laughs> yeah. I'm high on I'm yeah. I'm pretty high on Buffalo being live here to win. I might even okay. take money line. So I'm mm. uh, yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride against Cleveland until it doesn't work. Mm. Buffalo this year's Bears kind of. They kind of are just a real shitty quarterback with a defense that's going to get it done minus the turnovers. They're not even getting the turnover. Like the Bears had 27 interceptions last year, I think it was. Mm. And to to be fair, like it's not like the defense isn't getting turnovers, but Mr. Allen had a couple ugly games early on. I think he's taken better care of the ball more recently. No, they haven't had to throw their way back into games. No, I mean, you take out the Eagles game. It's uh, yeah. If they can, if they can manage to take away Mayfield, Mayfield's wildly ineffective, and he's throwing a few picks. You get some crabby receivers, and they just grind it out on the ground. It's going to be a close game, and I think Buffalo's in it, possibly okay. live to win it late. Okay, I see that. And, you think, and uh, I think it's I a mean, coach, a huge coaching mismatch. I actually like Sean McDermott. I think Freddie Kitchens in over his head. He should give him poor Todd Munkin going down with the ship. I, he's yeah, I know, the real right? victim here. He's probably a really good offensive coordinator that you think he's <laughs> probably better than what kitchens is doing right now. Kitchens. And it's like we said, too many cooks in the kitchens. Yeah. He's yeah. doing too many things at once and he's not calling an effective game plan. Yeah. He's doing many things poorly instead of one thing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I'm probably not going to play it, but I'll cheer for your bills. I would hey, my, cheer for my the bills, bills for prison, prison, cop, prison cop Todd. Yes, let's go prison yeah. cop Todd. Let's go prison cop Todd. And and really, you know what? Let's have a, just a, just an atrocious performance from Josh Allen, but like three picks and two pick sixes for the Buffalo defense. That's all I'm asking for. That's, is that too much to ask for? <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to do well. Like, I still <laughs> will never cheer for Josh Allen to be a good quarterback because he's yeah. not. But, yeah. It was a... 
Singletary breakout game. Did did question though? Just like in the arc of like Baker Mayfield's like kind of his roller coaster of the year was the inspector. You know, was the uh, uh, um, I guess what was the trench coat look? The mustache trench coat look. Was that the nadir of the 2019 season for Baker Mayfield, or does it get worse? Was that the bottom? Did we see the bottom in Denver? And, may, and maybe this is maybe this is where I get bit, and they look good. The Browns look good this week. Maybe the pressure's finally off. Like, oh, the season's fucked. It's shot. We got nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just let's just go out there and try to get right. Your quarterback's a meme. Yeah, not a good one. <laughs> not a good one. Not like uh, not like Kirk Cousins. You like that? Yeah, Gardner Minshew or Kirk Cousins' memes were were fire the baker mayfield meme is just sad it Um, is it makes me sad so oh a team that hurt me hard last week and i don't think it was their fault it was the damn kicker for seattle just make the field goal luckily bruce arians deserves some blame too yeah he does i didn't like the some of the late game calls on his part but i still like him i still like this team i like the offense when it is clicking Godwin and Evans, really good. We're talking Arizona-Tampa Bay, if you didn't catch my drift yet. And this is finally it. O.J. Howard, who has like 12 goddamn catches on the season, who has been just a completely forgotten man in a pretty decent passing offense at times. He heads to the tight end funnel. It's tight end funnel time for O.J. Howard. He's practicing this. He practiced today. So he should play this weekend, and I think the triple threat of those three is going to be too much. Arizona's a bottom five coverage team. I I don't see a scenario where a Tampa Bay team total doesn't get bad on my card this week. Hmm. I'm looking for an under in this one. I've kind of bought into on the under. I'm on under 52. I, I, I can see the game under because Arizona's going to try to run it, and I yeah. – I don't see that working. I see a lot of three and outs for Arizona. Mm. If that's going to be the game plan, I think Tampa's that, – that's why That's why I'm big on a, like a Tampa team total over, mm. with maybe some Arizona garbage points. That's another reason maybe I wouldn't – it's down to four. God, I might just back Tampa here. Something something is going to get me to back Tampa. Arizona, if they're, they do run the ball, you know, you say air raid. They do run the ball quite a bit. I mean, yeah. it's it's they do the kick a lot of field goals when they should be going for seven, yeah. too. And that and that's right. I don't mind your under, but I I think Tampa Bay against just an atrocious pass defense is going to be slinging it. God, am I yeah. taking Tampa? There's a Tampa minus four fifteen on the board. Oh, there's some four and a half flats. I think I might mm. talk myself into Tampa just throwing themselves into this game. This is this is a weird game for me because I looked at it at first and I thought, oh, Tampa is cheap under touchdown and this game is flying over. That was my gut feel. Dug in more and more. The line moved in opposite directions quickly against both Tampa and the over. And I was like, oh, wait a second. What the hell? Uh, and digging in more, like I'm starting to get it. I've, it's dawned on me why I get that there is actually probably some room on under 52. This probably should be about a 48, 49 point total. A lot of that I think has to do with, uh, um, you know, this is, this is not a great travel spot for Arizona and Tampa Bay is kind of, they're at the end of uh, just an absolutely brutal run. 
of games. Like this is their first home game since when? Do you remember? Yeah, it's it's week been three? a spell. It's been a <laughs> was spell. Was it week three? <laughs> like uh like we hadn't even gotten to the baseball playoffs yet. And Tampa played their last home game. There, like it's been a long There's time. been a few of these this season. Like yeah. Oakland and Tampa just really took it in the shorts. Yeah. Tampa I mean, Tampa played at home against the Panthers mm. on the tenth or yeah, and I get your point about the tight end funnel for Arizona, but at the same time, I'm almost want to be like, well, this is like a, a stoppable force versus an a movable object. Like, which you know, which way does it go? Does OJ Howard finally bust out and have himself a game, or does you know, or is he breaks. so broken? Is he so broken that he can't even get going versus a tight end funnel? You know, or, like, or this is, is, you're saying it's the Cameron break game. Either way, can, yeah, it could be I a don't, camera break in. Yeah. I, they could they could take some safeties. Take your backup safety and start him at tight end. He's going to go for <laughs> six catches for ninety yards and a touchdown. How about uh, Jameis Winston though throwing a tight coverage against Patrick Peterson? Does that scare you if you're back in Tampa? And that is the only thing you know. A little context: Arizona for the season has a bottom five coverage unit, but they didn't have Patrick Peterson for a good section of that. And at the same time, like I said, you have Godwin and you have Evans. These are both Pro Bowl receivers in my eyes. Evans is the best receiver in the NFL right now. I'm mm-hmm. going to say it. Godwin is electric. Patrick Peterson can't cover them both. Mm-hmm. Just don't throw at him. Just throw it. Throw at the rest yeah. of the garbage in that secondary. Take Patrick yeah. Peterson out of the game. Don't don't throw at him. Don't let Jameis yeah. do it. Just okay. tell him. To explain to Jameis that each player wears an individual number and then tell him which one Patrick Peterson wears and just have <laughs> him not throw at him. That would be my game plan for that. I think uh, I think this is a nice spot for Tampa. Tampa probably, again, like we said, uh, when we said that about the, the Browns, maybe it's another one where they're, they're not playing with a ton of pressure on them. They're yeah. out. Yeah. This uh, Bruce Arians versus his old team. Any Ooh, motivational he, angle there? I don't know. Do you think Bruce Arians? It's not like he has hard feelings. I would have gone cool. the other way. Yeah. Oh, you think so, he'll take it easy on him? No. No. He's the a leftover play, the leftover players in the Cardinals, like you walked out on us, bro. Oh Jesus, dude, he was sick. That's terrible. Was he? You're yeah. sick in the head, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He quit for vets, health reasons. There's some vets he, that went through some some pretty poor seasons there. He quit for health reasons. You take it easy yeah. on Bruce. No, he was convenient. Though he walked out the door when he did. <laughs> I, I was good. I was about to say. I hope his health reason, or I hope his health problems crop up again, so you feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, in the, bad. in that in that scenario, I just said I hope somebody gets really sick, <laughs> so that I feel so both. that I feel that bad about potentially. Moving bad. on yeah. to the next game. <laughs> oh boy! Okay. Um, well, that's a soft lean for me on the under 52, but I played it. I, there's not, I, and I get where you, um, what, what about Arizona team? team, Arizona team total under. All right. First, uh, okay. That's not bad. First, uh, the first game I crossed off all of game, all of the games this week, <laughs> Same uh, the jets and the giants battle for New York Two Fuck uh, yes. two once, uh, impressive franchises, two franchises with the largest, viewing audience and metropolitan viewing audience in the United States going to battle for lost seasons with young quarterbacks who have taken marginal to no step forward this year 
Adam Gase is losing his team. The Giants are kind of a laughing stock in a number of different ways. This is not a great game. This is not a great look. I'm shocked the Giants are favored because they're not a good team. But lo and behold, the Jets are falling apart at the seams, having just lost to the Dolphins. Um, they don't have a whole lot of home field advantage here. Sam Darnold looks completely lost and disinterested. Um, and yeah, Adam Gase is, uh, has you know, he's one more loss away from losing the locker room potentially, uh, or he's already lost it. And we just haven't heard the stories yet. So this was one to stay away from for me. I almost caught myself making a case for the jets. <laughs> and then I was like, what am I doing? Skip. Uh, do you have any context to add to this sad state of affairs in New York city? I made, I made a case for both teams at one point, And then I just laughed at myself. Like, why, why are you even look? Maybe it's cause it's a short, a short card. And I looked at it because I think if it was a full card, if we didn't have buys, I would have crossed it off faster. Yeah. Hard cross off. I don't know what's wrong with the Jets. The Giants. The Giants probably win. The Giants didn't look terrible. Dallas is a good team. Giants had some nice moments. They'll run the ball. I mean, what do you think of the Jets' run defense? Saquon. It could just be a good Saquon game. Yeah. The Jets. Well, I mean, Quinn Williams is good. He's fine. Uh, you had Leonard Williams defect from the Giants Jets to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, the but in general, the the run defense for the Jets doesn't good. inspire a ton it's of confidence. Mi- but it's, it's fine. middle of the pack. Yeah. As far as a coverage team, they're you know they're they're low end. I'd say middle of the pack at best. Mm. This could go. Would you be surprised if this was like nine six Giants? I wouldn't be surprised if it was nine six Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if it was forty two thirty eight. That was the other one I was gonna yeah, ask. I, I, Would you I, be surprised I, I, this, if it was forty two forty one Jets? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What what a shit yeah. show game. Yep. I'm sorry that you had to set that one up. <laughs> Better luck next year, New York. <clears throat> yep. If there ever was a spot to back the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> it'd be coming off their bye. Indoors. In uh, <laughs> New Orleans coming. Two teams. This is how often do we have this happen where both teams are coming off their bye? Uh this week and next week. I know it. I I remember it from preseason that it happens several times and we were pissed about it. Like, well, it kind of makes a weird handicap. But at that time we didn't know that the Falcons would be a one and seven team. We didn't know everything that would happen with New Orleans, their whole saga. Uh, shout out Sean Payton. And everybody down there for just making it through a stretch without a Hall of Fame quarterback and coming out smelling like a freaking trunk full of roses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, this number's big. This is one of those where how interested in is New Orleans in this game? They kind of named their number. I don't I don't think Atlanta's gonna be completely lost on the offense. But Lattimore and Apple have played a lot better since early on in the season. The defense is tightening up. This is a really good team against a really shitty team. Breeze, noodle arm or not, they have weapons. They have a good receiver. They have a good running back. Everything else around it is above average. This should be a gross game. I still probably won't lay the points. Like I'm, I'm not interested in laying this many points. No. At this, at this point in the season – where, you know, how interested in New Orleans 
Uh, who do New Orleans play next week? I guess that's the that's the crux of this. Do you Dare? know? Uh, no, not uh, they go they go to Tampa, which oh. that's a harder game. Tampa's better than the Falcons, and it's an away game. I mean, down the stretch, they their next two games are Buccaneers, Panthers. There's this three game stretch. You get this done, and it's. Your bowdy bowdy for, <laughs> well, yeah. You punched your ticket. Well, and then the battle for the one seed, December eighth, Niners Saints. Ooh, that's gonna be good. Ooh, that's, that's so gonna awesome. Be good. That's what makes us. That's what makes it. You know, think that the Saints they can't take their foot off the gas pedal at all. You can't. No, they can't. They're behind. You can't you can't slip up on one of these games because if you go into that last game, oh, and it doesn't matter. It's it's. It's silly because if the Niners slip up, it doesn't matter. It's the same as if they don't. Whether the Niners are in that game at undefeated or with one loss, it's the same scenario. You still have to get the win. If you lose that game, you lose the one seed. Is that game in, in New Orleans or San Francisco? It is in the dome. It is What's going the, to be the biggest what, game there. What do you think what do you think that line's gonna be? For a long time. Oh man. Pick them? No, stop. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's got to be it New Orleans two and minus three. Two and a half. Okay. I'd make it okay. two and a half. I'd, I'd, open them, I'd open them pretty pretty close. I'd open it two and a half, three. Yeah, I mean, they, the Niners have a hell of a tougher road between now and then, so perception may sour a little bit on how good they are. Saints might smoke these next three. <laughs> like They might... I mean, this is smoke these fools. Yeah, they play the Falcons twice before they play the Niners. Perception <laughs> could be up. <laughs> it's one of them is Thanksgiving night too, right? Yeah. Wait. So is that the game before they have a ten day? They have a ten day prep for that Niners game. It appears so. Oh, oh man, that, that's gonna be three and a half then, probably, um, or it ought to be. <clears throat> set it. Um, set it at three. See where the market takes it. Okay. Well, if they set it at three, I will have that number in my pocket because it will be three and a half at the close. The um, okay. The Saints, I like them as a survivor play. Will you disagree with that? Absolutely not. <laughs> if you haven't used them yet, here you go. Uh, question for you though, like what's like it's this is what sucks about the double buys is that like I don't you know we, I forgot both of these teams <laughs> like and I haven't really been betting them going into their buys so i'm especially like oh yeah these guys uh falcons brought their lame you know they stuck with their lame duck coach they made uh, did they make any changes on offense this or defense again, this they, is they, they, they moved I'm they moved flummoxed. raheem morris they moved raheem morris from a defensive assistant coach to an offensive assistant coach or vice versa i can't remember um why that was why that move was made and why that matters is lost on me. Um, the, you know, Matt Ryan coming back from his ankle injury. Great. Sure. Whatever, you know, Atlanta relatively healthy. I, I mean, I, I just, I can't make any case here for why, um, you know, we should, why we should give Atlanta any kind of respect to, you know, be live in this game. Uh, besides the fact that it's a rivalry, it's a division game. They know each other well. And Atlanta played them tough last year, although they lost both and didn't cover it. Right. I think it may set up for, and I don't, I don't set these up ahead of time all that often, but possibly the, the play that everybody will make in Atlanta second half, if it's a blowout, 
Matt Ryan is pretty good in garbage time. Oh, he sure is. Like, it's a good point. It'll be one of those cases where if it's Atlanta, like down by three touchdowns and you get Atlanta minus four, minus six. This isn't a flat spot for the Saints, right? I mean, like I said, you really do want to keep up with the Niners. Can you imagine the difference of the NFC title game being in the dome? That's so big. Yeah, it's like a seven-point swing. Yeah, you, you really have to keep up. And all you have to do is beat some divisional foes who have had a, a plethora of injuries. Yeah, You got a missing a key piece on defense. You got the Panthers missing the quarterback. You've got... The Bucks, I guess. I'd be most scared of the Bucks there just because they're they're Bruce Arians. They're playing Bucko Bruce football right now. Yeah, you're they beat the hell any, out of them once. They don't, they don't have any – not like the Falcons have anything to lose, but the Falcons just aren't good. Right. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Falcons Last second half. about that game. Trash okay. Falcons second half. Trash Falcons second half, money or team total over or whatever. If Falcons can score garbage time points, does that make over 51 left? It's it kind of does, doesn't it? Mm, okay. Well, one where I don't think we're expecting to see a ton of garbage time points and really points in general is Baltimore heading to Cincinnati. Uh, flat spot for Baltimore. Um, hate to be a team that is a double-digit favorite after having just slain the Dragon Patriots. Um, but this is a rematch of a game we saw not all that long ago where Baltimore pretty much controlled wire-to-wire were it not for a kick-return off of the opening kickoff by Cincinnati and a garbage time touchdown by Andy Dalton, that would have been like a, what, 28 nothing game? I mean, like that was just an absolute ass-whooping in Baltimore. Uh, and now Baltimore heads to Cincinnati. They own this team. They Cincinnati really, I don't see how they're going to stop Baltimore offensively, which means Baltimore can just run out the clock to their heart's content after they take a double-digit lead here. I'm not getting involved in laying points just because this is a potential flat spot for Baltimore. Um, but Ryan Finley on the other side makes me think twice about that because how many picks does he throw this Sunday? I have no idea that Ryan Finley is a capable NFL quarterback. He may be absolute horseshit trash. Yeah, um, this is this is what scared me about even getting involved. Do you get do you get Luke Falk or do you get Brandon Allen? I, my guess is you're getting closer to Luke Falk, but I didn't think we were going to get Brandon Allen last week. I thought we were going to get Luke Falk. So I know. That's I what I'm know. saying. Every time you get a backup quarterback, it's like, what are we going to see here? So that's where I was. I was even kind of sketched out to take the under, but man, Baltimore knows it's a flat spot. Harbaugh's such a good coach. They're going to run the ball a lot. This is one we talked about on the Sunday pod. Yeah, you this did a good the, job grabbing that number. This is the only bet I have made. I made it on the podcast Sunday under 46 and a half. It dropped a point. It might drop more. I'm seeing 45 and a half. Yeah, no. 44. I, I, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm seeing 44 and a half. It dropped two points. Oh, really? Well, I guess yeah. I haven't checked it that close. But, oh, good. Good. Then I get some closing line value, which means I'm a loser. I'm going to lose on Sunday. But oh, I love this one right away. I said it. I bet the other one, I'm betting this one. Same kind of thing, except the worst quarterback, most likely. And at the same time, the, the Baltimore defense, while we've said it's not the Baltimore defense of old, they can hold their own, especially against a, you know inexperienced head coach with a very inexperienced quarterback. What's the A.J. Green status? I'm expecting to see him. 
We may see AJ Green. We may see Ross. We may not. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. I mean, Finley. I mean, I, we're, I, we're not expecting Finley to be able to do anything about that. Um, it's going to be tight coverage. Baltimore's playing, playing better defensively. Yeah. They're going to be able to get pressure. I mean, this is the problem. Cincinnati doesn't have an offensive line. Who cares who their wide receivers are? You're going to have pressure in the young quarterback's face all day long. Like, this is really going to be a tough, tough road for first ever start for Ryan Finley, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. What you're looking for is some three and outs or maybe some five play drives that end in punts and then Baltimore running the ball for eight minutes and scoring. <laughs> and this Which game they can ends, do. Yeah. And this game ends up like 31 to three. Yeah. Not crazy. All right. Slide on down. Slide on down. Ooh. This is one where we were in lockstep this morning. Were we? No. God, no. I Detroit, thought we disagreed on this one. We did disagree. We did, this is probably our biggest disagreement for the year. Oh, you went, went too far. I, this oh, is the order. Oh, oh. The, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They the put, they're, pulling the damn, they're pulling the damn uh, rotation numbers do not line up with the actual start times. In the game. My apologies. I know. I'm so, always going to go by start times. Okay. I always have it sorted by rotation. So my apologies. Go ahead. Okay. The last game at noon, Central. Mm-hmm. God, God's time zone. <laughs> One of these two teams is from God's time zone. Detroit? Yeah, Detroit's Eastern, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, we didn't talk about that. Detroit having to travel to the Central Time Zone <laughs> all the way to Chicago. I know, right league. after, right after daylight savings time too. This is a whole total shit show. And I think this is a good one because we did, we did, uh, we were wildly varying body clock. I'm so thrown off on this. We we were wildly off on, and I, I don't think you made bad points, even though I tried to make you feel bad about them. Sure, because that's what I do. Oh, I asked you to. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> like we both had good points, and I think we should both yeah. lay out why it's we like, yeah, why we like, like be, the yeah team. be the red team for my position here, and you did a very good job of that, I thought. So let's get, let's spoil the surprise. I like Chicago, and you like Detroit. Yes. Okay, so your 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 reasons for liking Detroit in this spot on the road as a two and a half point dog. They're better. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can't. In what world are we letting the Chicago offense be a favorite, even at home? Detroit might not be that good in the record column, but Stafford is slinging it. I I think I'm a little upset with Patricia, but I still think uh, Detroit's going to score. Chicago defense is better, obviously, than than what we saw last week in Oakland. But Detroit, with the receivers they have, still going to score. I just don't see a scenario where Chicago gets to like 21, 23 points in this game. The offense looks lost. Detroit's defense is not that bad. I think they can go down there, keep this game close. Uh, Chicago is allowing a shitload of tight end yards compared, like comparatively to like their, their whole, I saw a bunch of charts today. Everybody was coming with, fire today with charts and i was reading so many charts and chicago's kind of a sneaky tight end funnel mm. so maybe we're seeing some hawkinson if he's healthy but that yeah between him and the three wide receivers detroit puts up points i just don't have a scenario where mitchell trubisky in this offense as uh, if you're detroit you take away their good receiver and that's it robinson's good he deserves better we've had this discussion take him away 
make Mitch, which direction Mitch can't throw again? Was he right or left? He can't throw left. He's a, he's a Derek Zoolander. Yep. So cover the, cover the right side of the field, cover Robinson, sell out against the run, make Trubisky beat you. It's just like the Eagles game, except I think Detroit's offense is better than Philly's right now. They actually have healthy receivers. Hmm. All right. So I hear that all that entire breakdown and I acknowledge all your points that a Chicago offense is broken. It's not right. Things in things in shy town are not, not well, all is not well. The issue that I see is you're handicapping a game that is taking place in a dome or a controlled environment or a relatively decent setting. And I think what we're going to actually see is a very reminder that, Oh, winter's coming. Like this is going to be a gross weather, cold game. I think the defenses are going to get a bump from that. I think the running games are going to get a bump from that. And I'm expecting that if, you know, if that's how you're going into this in terms of an approach, if you are Chicago and you're leaning on your running attack primarily, you're going to get, you're going to be able to move the ball uh, against Detroit. If you are counting on your defense to pass rush and hit Stafford and knock him down, they're going to get there. They're going to get home. This offensive line is fine for Detroit, but they're not good enough to stand up against the pass rush that Chicago is bringing. Chicago is going to get home. If you can rattle Stafford, if you can hit him a couple times, if you can make him uncomfortable, uh, I don't think it matters that he has these wide receivers that can pick, pick on you or the tight end that can, you know, that can hurt you down the middle of the field. I think you're going to be forcing fumbles. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be uh, intercepting passes. And I think, um, you know, if, if Matt Patricia and, and the Lions roll into this soldier field and expect to run the ball, if that's at all part of their approach, they're screwed from jump street because they're not going to be able to gain any traction against the Chicago Bears defense on the ground. And I think that's what you need in this game, in this setting to make it happen. Uh, this sets up, I think, pretty well for kind of taking a ton of the pressure off Mitch. Uh, I don't think you're even counting on him throwing 200 yards and covering this point number. Like, I think he can have a 150-yard type of game. You know, roll him out of the pocket. Let, let him run a little bit. Like, let, like, let, don't, don't expect him to, you know, be a dynamic passer throwing the ball down the field. Like, the conditions aren't going to allow it. Like, the Bears won games like this in these conditions last year against these type of opponents. And I think they do it again. Uh, you know, like this sets up like like the Rams come into town last year, like the Vikings come into town last year. Like these dynamic offenses that were leaning on their passing attack in these conditions are not going to be uh, the same offense that you are going to have to go toe for toe, score, score for score with. Uh, and I think a lot of kind of what made the Bears, you know, good last year, especially at the end of the season, you know, we'll be reminded of that on Sunday. So I'll lay the two and a half and, and hope for a... Uh, you know, for a, a physical running focused, defensive focused turnovers, you know, cause, cause as good as Stafford has been this year, as, as, as impressive as he has been throwing the ball, he's had a little Jekyll and Hyde in him. He's had some moments where he's done, you know, been a little bit of sloppy with the ball. They should have, they should have beat uh, the Raiders on Sunday. I thought they left 14 points in the field in that first half that changed the complexion of that game. Uh, and, you know, even at the end, they, they couldn't get the stops that they needed to, uh, you know, to get off the field and, you know, they lose by seven. So it's, it's the, Detroit has weaknesses that I think, you know, play into the strengths of Chicago in a way that sets up for uh, Chicago to get a lead, play from ahead and uh, you know, be make, just make it for a miserable day for Stafford and the Lions in a cold, gross weather environment. Detroit has a, and I, I will counter that with Detroit has a top 10 pass protection offensive line. 
Yeah, that sounds fair. I mean, like, they're, I mean, like they're, 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 they're number, good. Their their sack rate is pretty low. They're in the and some of these ahead of them too. It, it and it is kind of weird when you look at this. Like, does Baltimore really have a really good pass protection? Um, you know, offensive line, or is Lamar just right? Like some of these mobile quarterbacks, like I'm seeing up ahead of here. It makes you wonder how some of the, some of the context is built into that too. But just sacks given up and sack rate, they're a top ten team. And Stafford, you know, he did he had that game. Like I will say, I mean, which which game are you referring to? That was his Jekyll game. He has nineteen. No, he's just, he, he, he's he has just, nineteen he touchdowns. From time to time. He has nineteen touchdowns and five interceptions on the season. He has an incredibly low interception rate. That is very low. I'll give him that. That is very so, low. But and and to your point though, I get you know Detroit has a good ranking in pass protection, adjusted sack rate, but this will be a test. They haven't had to face uh, a Mister Mack yet. Yeah, think. they actually haven't really faced a, a brute, you know a pass rush of any kind of impressive merit at all, really. Uh, especially the last yeah, couple Yeah, I mean, weeks. they went early, early season against the Chargers. That was before Bosa really stepped it up. I, I, I'd say that Minnesota has a good pass rush. Yeah. Did and they, they lost, get home? And they lost that game. Well, Minnesota, Minnesota scored a bitch load of points because they have a passing offense. And it was indoors, and it was a lovely environment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. I may have taken the bait here with the worst team that's favored, but I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to watching this one and seeing the conditions deteriorate and seeing the running attack for Chicago dictate and seeing uh, Detroit bang their head against uh, the offensive line, trying to get a rush that, that they just cannot get going. Um, yeah. I and, will say but, that's how, that's how the bears win. If, if the lions decide to run the ball, they don't have a shot. This is over. Yeah. I'll, I'll switch channel. If they say <laughs> if they say we're we're gonna try to run the ball when you have a quarterback with those receivers who is targeting consistently targeting receivers deep, he has twenty five hundred yards already through nine games. Hmm. I mean, yeah, if yeah. This is this this could be his. Ah, he had a five thousand yard season early on. He has yeah, a shot at another. Yeah. He's a he's a good quarterback. But man, yeah, three, he, he can three, lead, he can lead the league in passing likely. Yeah. And uh, boy, I've lost a lot of faith in both coaches in this matchup. It's true. Okay. Well, I think that was a pretty fair breakdown. I still like Chicago. It sounds like you still like Detroit, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see who Victor gets the spoils. Um, moving to well, one of us wins. That's nice. One, or, one of us. Shoot, win. are you are you laying the points? Yes. I'm taking the money line. line. Oh, <laughs> do you remember we did this? We joked about it and it happened in that wild oh, Thursday night game. Oh, of course it I was do. Rams Niners. You took yeah. minus two and a half. I took the money line and they won yeah. by two. One by two, 41, 39. Shit. I'll never forget it. Well, I might, um, I might look for an exact score. <laughs> two <laughs> points. Wins, wins by Bears one by or two, two points. Yep. Just um, a head job there. Okay. That'll be a good price. So. Uh, oh, another good one. good one. Another good one. Uh, yeah. So, this was one I was waffle. I've waffled on this one for for days. Um, I you know we're going to Green Bay, another outdoor game, another cold weather game, another game where home field I think is going to matter. 
because you have a young quarterback and, and a young team coming off impressive performance at home, heading to their the most hostile environment they've played in since they pooped down their leg in San Francisco. Uh, more, much more hostile than that, even. Uh, and I think the Packers are going to look a hell of a lot more focused than what we saw against the Chargers. I think that this is a good setup, a good matchup for Aaron Rodgers. I think that he can hit the Panthers where they are not great defensively. Uh, Panthers tend to ball hawk they tend to go for the interceptions uh especially in the you know intermediate to deep part of the field along the sidelines and that is where aaron Rodgers is the most precise and can hurt you the the, the most the, hit you the hardest um i think with the you know receiving core getting healthier and healthier for green bay and with the uh the trip home uh after two weeks on the road green bay looks a hell of a lot more dangerous hell of a lot more frisky and I think that this game looks more like what we saw between San Francisco and Carolina than what we saw last week with Carolina giving Tennessee the business. So after all said and done, I could not make a case for Carolina. I'm laying the points here at minus five and a half. And I'm looking for the Packers to get right in this spot and effectively, you know, put uh, put a little damper on uh, Carolina's hopes to make the playoffs. Do you agree with me or do you think I'm missing something in this handicap? No, I lean that way. I don't have the conviction that you have to lay it, but it's come down a little open six, a little Carolina money I can see on betting on a six. It's painted five and a half across the board. Green Bay has to look better. Man, they had to have a come-to-Jesus meeting after that game. They're heading to their bye after this. You, you can't go into your bye with two performances like that. Like If not now, like this is – this is where you have to make your stand if you want to hold on to the division. Because while we do like Dallas, Minnesota's a short favorite on the road. If you if you piss this down your leg and Minnesota gets that win, like they were very lucky that Minnesota kind of had a bad second half there because they should have probably lost a game in the in the division in that uh, last weekend there with that performance. I think it's probably do or die for Green Bay. It's funny. It's like do or die while they're leading their division. They're the three seed. <laughs> uh, they're probably the four seed, aren't they? But, yeah, they, nice bounce back spot for them. They, everything they did last week, that's not indicative of how that team is. Like, it's a much better offense than that. It's a much better team. Still a young coach. I hate to give Riverboat Ron a coaching advantage, but at Carolina has a slight coaching advantage. Okay. Obviously, quarterback advantage goes to a Raj. I think he has a game. He's got to be just—he's got to be just embarrassed. Yeah, that was awful. Don't you, don't you feel like he just comes out and makes a point of having yeah. a four a four hundred yard game? Yeah, he's, he's, he sees the clippings. He knows what's going on when he's reading the the Appleton Gazette. Yeah, no, he he was. He like he got some criticism, you know, kind of earlier in the season, and freaking flipped the switch and found another gear, another level. I didn't know he had, uh, and or I didn't know he still had. I mean, obviously, we knew he had it from when he did it previously in his life, but I thought he was long gone. Uh, and then it was just a total and utter no show last week against the Chargers. I don't think that's just, that stays. I don't think that lingers. I think there was just a bad spot for them. Uh, and I would entirely expect that Rogers and company puts the uh, you know puts all the pressure in the world on this team. Uh, and Kyle Allen, good luck, uh, good luck against the defense that has decent coverage. You know you're gonna. I can see Kyle Allen having some turnovers, struggling a little bit here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey can be bottled up to a degree uh, if you have kind of a de- you know some some safety 
line break, linebacker hybrid spying on him. I know Green Bay's kind of been getting gashed on the ground, which is a little concerning. Um, obviously, you know, Melvin Gordon and Eckler combined for like 150 yards or something against them. Um, and we saw what uh, a couple other teams have kind of gone jumbo and really – you know, went physical with Green Bay. They they did some damage, but they've been good against the scat backy guys. You know, like the guys that are fast, quicker edge guys. Like that's you know that's the personnel that Green Bay is rolling out there. They're like they're not heavy duty. You know, run stuffing linebackers. They're like hybrid pass coverage, get after your fast guy linebackers, safety hybrids. So uh, expecting a little bit of um, you know a little bit of a down performance from CMC. Uh, and Kyle Allen and company and Aaron Rodgers to step up and kick MFing ass. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a long, cold Sunday night for uh, Carolina up in Green Bay. And um, that's uh, thanks to home field advantage being back. Uh, I'm laying the points. Back in a big way. I almost, I almost looked at this over. It's come down off the 48. Like just, just because of the Aaron Rodgers fuck you game. And while they're good against that type of running back, is anybody really that good against Christian McCaffrey? They have some. No, I mean he's, he's only he's only poor when he's going up against the best front seven in the NFL in San Francisco, or his legs are gashed. You know, yeah. like like he's when his legs are tired, like he's not as fast. I can yeah. tell you that for sure. Fatigue factor. It's a thing. For it him. is a thing. Not so, in the NBA anymore. If it keeps dropping down, I will be the buyback. If this gets to forty six, I'll take it over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think okay. there's just maybe too much people buying too much into Green Bay's performance from last week, or I don't know what. Green Bay can absolutely get to twenty eight in this game. I think Carolina contributes. So there we are. What's next? Mm. Ugh, really? Should we just yeah. skip this? I guess. Miami, <laughs> uh, Miami, Miami riding a win streak, Indianapolis on a losing streak, just as we thought would happen coming into exactly this game. as we thought, exactly as we laid this out. I don't have much to say on this. Is is Miami is Miami live to be weird again? I mean, the Jets suck. The Jets just stink. They're not live. I was just kidding. Fitzpatrick is kind of all over the place. He's going to sling it, and I think it's kind of a coin flip every time he lets go of the ball. If you have a defense that's going to go after it, if you play some, if you play some tight man, you can probably get a few picks, win this game comfortably. If if you're playing shitty in the secondary, he's going to hit some deep receivers, and you're going to have yourself a ball game, and you're going to have to you're going to have to try to keep pace with. The uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick experience. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. I've seen some. Was there some steam on this under? I gotta switch. No, it's going over. It is going up. Yeah, our friend Adam likes the over. Yeah, I can't make heads or tails of what Miami's trying to accomplish. No bet for me. Mm. Okay. Same. (laughs) uh, I think we see Brissette or Hoyer. I'm kind of expecting Hoyer. Uh, I'm expecting which, Hoyer as well. And I honestly, like, Hoyer played great in, except for that one just atrocious pass over the middle that turned into a 96 yard pick six for Megan Fitzpatrick. Hoyer played great in relief against the uh, Steelers, I thought. Um, but boy, like, thinking about some of the enthusiasm I had for Colts positions just one week ago, and now that Brian Hoyer may be getting a start against Miami, like, I don't feel great. 
I have a little bit of a cold sweat going. I, I'd be a hundred percent honest about this. Like Hoyer is the kind of guy that can go out and lay a turd on any given Sunday. Uh, even if it's against the worst team in the NFL, the only thing going for the Colts getting a win here is that Miami can't afford to take another W. <laughs> they can't afford it. <laughs> not with, not with what Cincinnati and the Jets are putting together this season. Um, they're in fourth yeah. too, right? Who else is down? Yeah, like we said, they're in fourth place. They're, I think they're ahead of Washington now. Yeah. Okay. Even though they beat them head to head, I mean Washington beat them head to head. They're still, yeah. Well, well, well that doesn't uh, make sense. I think they're ahead of Atlanta. So let's get. Uh, I need oh, to pull up the tank. Yeah, the tankathon. Tankathon. Oh God, Atlanta is in. <coughs> Atlanta is with. Oh, no. oh my So Lord. they're ahead of Washington because Washington has not had a bye, and oh, Washington is one and eight, one while the Miami loss. is. Miami is one and seven. So it goes Cincy, Washington, Jets, Miami, Atlanta. Oh, right thank now. goodness. We don't have to talk about Washington this week because they're on the we bye. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get it. Just get a win, Indy. I think we've also seen pretty clearly that Indy's not the type of team you really want to be laying a whole lot of points with. Uh, they've kind of proven that out to this point in the season. Um, Maybe draft a kicker that got drafted. Oh, God, dude. I don't even want to think about Benetieri right now. Um, let's move down to Pittsburgh where I do have a play. And I was ice cold on Pittsburgh. Best. Can we go back to Vinatieri? Yeah, he cost yeah. you a win two weeks in a row on two different kinds of plays. Yeah, six unit swing for me on Vinatieri kicks in two weeks. Wild what he's done to you. Yeah, South Dakota State. God damn it! Um, he's made me money in my lifetime. I think net overall, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give him a pass. <clears throat> he's it's a regression for my bankroll in his leg um, in his lifetime. Um, okay. Pittsburgh. I am starting to buy into their defense being a little frisky. Oh, they can God. rush the passer. They I, can cover. Uh, let, let me, can I stop you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you said this Sunday, you said this off air, you said it on air and I really wanted to disagree with you. Okay. It's, it's like what I said on Sunday about when you dig into something and you have a preconceived notion about a team or several teams and you're, you, you know, you're the scientist wanting to prove your hypothesis sure. and the data comes out the wrong way. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm with, yeah. I, I completely flipped. I, I thought Pittsburgh is not that good of a team and I don't know if they should be, I don't know if they should be getting, they should be getting, probably more points but man yeah continue with your pass rush yeah they stink <laughs> but they're good enough to be considered at home and and honestly like we've known this about Pittsburgh. we've been doing this podcast this is the third season and i feel like we've had a dead read on this defense almost the entirety of the life of the deep dive podcast they were not great but they played exceptionally physically leading up to the ryan chazier injury ryan chazier fractures a vertebrae in his neck gets paralyzed from the neck down momentarily scares the shit out of everyone who was playing this extremely violent physical style of football and they all completely changed the way they played the positions and if you are not playing violently and you have lapses in coverage then you get torched through the air and so for a window of time they just got absolutely burned to the ground through via the passing game passing attack and it you know kind of it cost them you know, running the playoffs two, two seasons ago, it cost them a playoff spot last year. And they've kind of come back to sort of the old school way of Pittsburgh Steelers football of just playing very violently, I feel like. And 
on top of that, they have guys, you know, they've, they've increased the talent level in the linebacking core in the secondary. They've continued to invest in the pass rush. They're pass rush guys. They can coach those guys up. They're getting after the passer pretty well. And so what once was kind of a talent poor, uh, you know, playing soft defense is all of a sudden live. And they're going up against um, a pass protection problem for Jared Goff and the Rams. This offensive line, you know, the, the Rams are thin. The Rams are thin everywhere. They've lost important pieces on offense and defense, and the pieces that they've lost directly impact them in this matchup. They have they have weak linebackers, and and the only way that this Steelers defense moves the ball on you is through physicality in the running game and the dink and dunk passing. That, and if you have linebackers that are weak or if you've lost linebackers to injury, you're going to get hurt there if you are facing the Steelers. So I think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to get theirs here. And on the other side of the things, they have a pass rush that is going to make this a very long day for Jared Goff. I hate this matchup for uh, for the Rams against the Steelers. And, oh, by the way, the Rams have been traveling their asses off this season. Uh, two weeks removed from a trip to London. They're back on the East Coast. Like, this is just tough. Like, the wear and tear of all of this is going to show on this team. Brandon Cooks is going to be out with concussion issues. Uh, so you're down one of your key receiving pieces. This is this just this all of this sets up for uh, kind of a replay in my mind of what we saw when San Francisco and the Rams played, uh, where the defense got to dictate. Goff looked horrific. And, uh, you know, San Francisco did just enough on offense to keep their noses ahead and, and win pretty comfortably. So I'm laying, I'm, uh, I'm taking the points here. With uh, Pittsburgh, I think they look pretty amazing on Sunday, uh, and I'm liking. Uh, I'm, you know, I think they're alive to get this win. Yeah, pass rush that, and that's what I landed on when I started looking into everything, because it's something you hit and you nailed. Um, little hand clap for you. <laughs> Talked about the the uh, turnover at the center position, maybe one of the guards too, I think, and Goff splits under pressure are terrible. He's super Jekyll and Hyde. If you want to make a real Jekyll and Hyde comparison, when he's under pressure, he is just piss poor. And let's throw out TJ Watt and his seven sacks from the, you know, edge outside linebacker. And let's throw out Bud Dupree and his six sacks again from the, you know, the outside edge position. Let's talk Cameron Hayward up the gut kind of, I mean, he plays DN, but I'd say he's more of an interior guy sometimes. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of line there. I got to actually go watch some film. But the the three interior guys, I looked at like two at Hargrave and Hayward. Hayward has four and a half sacks. And these other guys, two at and Hargrave, I was looking at just pressures. Like they rank high. Pittsburgh is getting pressure up the middle. They're pressuring. They're getting hits. Everything was Everything in pass rush was coming up with a lot of PIT when I was just searching player by player. I think I think he kind of nailed that one. Like if they're going to pressure Goff from the outside and the inside, he's he's dicked. They're live. They're live to at least keep it close. Offensive line for Pittsburgh can neutralize uh, Aaron Donald and Don- and Dante Fowler. Yeah, I think so. They've played okay. You just you just can't have a. I think it it kind of comes down to the Rudolph. You can't have a bad Rudolph game. If you have a, it could all be for naught if Rudolph plays shitty. I think uh, Rudolph is terrific overall. I don't think he's the answer. I think he's super limited as a passer. Uh, you can take a couple deep shots with him a game, but I don't think you even try in this one because you, I think you're going to have Smith Schuster and 
uh, and, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey in a pretty tight battle. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of separation. That coverage is going to be solid. Um, and yeah, I would look for, I would look for Rudolph to not be the long-term answer in Pittsburgh personally. Yeah, no, I think that's understatement, but he has played, I mean, he's played admirably for, man, you see how hard he got hit in the face. I mean, I just, maybe it's not even, maybe it's not even that admirably. It's just how hard he got hit in the face that one time. Mm. Yeah. You know, based off like how tough he was to come back after that game, they took his helmet off or they took his face mask off. Like he had to go to the hospital. So I guess I just have respect for him. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't disagree and, with that. <clears throat> and now I'm, I'm how do you how do you how do you classify a defensive end in a three to, in a three four? I'm calling it inside pressure if you're gonna play a three man front. Yes, I would say that as well. Because uh, you know, Cameron Hayward's a defensive end, but he's gonna get some inside pressure too. I didn't realize TJ TJ Watt has seven and a half socks. Good for him. He's he's playing great this season. Yeah. What's that leave? What does that leave for a game? <clears throat> the grand finale of the weekend or of Sunday. Your boys heading down to Big D. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, they saved my week last week, <laughs> big time. Double dipped on them. Hit both. We did double dip. Yeah, and we got the minus four, and it's funny, during the halftime show, I said, you know, minus four at one book, minus five at the other, not a real big difference, I don't think. And then if – It almost was. It, it was almost – yeah, and we would have taken a push. They wouldn't have gone for two. I really doubt they would have. But it didn't make it, it didn't make sense. But, yeah, if if, uh, if Mr. Dimes would have gotten a late garbage touchdown, it would have pushed that second half. So – that was uh that was a nice a nice turnover. They didn't have to run it back and ruin. I mean, the under betters were probably wrong, but they didn't have to do it. Didn't have to do them dirty like that. That was ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. we were kind of. This is kind of a consensus lock between you and I and everybody else we talk football with. Mm-hmm. In what world do you take Kirk Cousins? Against a good team on the road in the NFL, you don't. You don't. Not in prime time. That's and not, for sure. Oh, and prime time. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> Did you back uh, Dallas? You waiting? I am waiting. The only thing I will say about this game is there is some pretty important injury news on both sides. Thielen and Cooper, and then also uh, Vander Esch. So I really am going to wait for some Thursday news on this. I think those are all nuggets that play to an under, which I already liked. Yeah. Um, and my my main my main play on this one is also an under. Yeah, uh, what are the odds a Sunday night game goes under? I don't know. Ninety five percent. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, last Sunday went over, right? Was it? Are we, are we on an over streaking? Are we? Are over streaking? They are. Green Bay, Kansas we City went over. New England, Baltimore went over. This is a thing now. Um, hopefully, uh, comes crashing back to earth. Well, yeah, and hopefully our buddy Al Michaels uh, has been has flipped flipped the switch at the right time and started playing some overs. Um, <clears throat> yeah. This is uh this is a perfect setup for Dallas, but for their coaching, 
which still is not doing a great job of getting the team up, still not doing a great job of uh, crafting a perfect game plan. Like we talked about it on the halftime scope. They could have gotten whatever they wanted against the Giants whenever they wanted it. And yet here we sat trying to make sense out of, you know, they were down at parts of the game. And if the Giants score touchdowns instead of kick field goals, maybe we're not so thrilled about the outcome of that Monday night football game. So with the minus EV coaching with the, uh, you know, with the likelihood that uh, Minnesota can contain the run, this could get into a little bit of a field position type of battle here. Um, I can see a world where without Cooper at hundred percent, Minnesota can't really be exposed with their pass defense. I can see a world where Minnesota's pass rush gets home and puts pressure on Dak. It makes him look a little uh, uncomfortable in the pocket. I can see a world where, um, you know, Kirk Cousins plays, you know, is, is playing a game to, you know, playing too short in the game and that they are running heavy and that they're moving the ball between the 20s and then stalling out or throwing picks or, you know, or, uh, or coming to a crashing halt. I'm not unlike what we saw when Minnesota played the Redskins. So this, this sets up to me to be a pretty low scoring. Uh, tightly contested contest. I think Dallas is pretty clearly the better team and should be favored by more than, more than three. So I won't stop anyone from laying those points. Um, but this is an under through and through. I, I, what is the scenario? What is the game state? What am I missing that plays to an over here? Because I'm not seeing it no matter how I crack this one. Mike Zimmer says, hey, we're missing our key receiver. Let's not run the ball, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a rational call. Yeah, if it doesn't it feel like if 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 Thielen is out, it feels like a heavy cook game. If if they throw a few screen passes and he breaks them, I mean that's how Minnesota wins or this goes over. I don't think it goes. I don't think there's a scenario where it goes over with a Dallas win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, like, I, there's a correlation there. I agree with you. Um, Should parlay him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of parlaying him, you can uh, get after a couple of fun parlays in the sidebox contest for Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. We're back this week uh, with another sideboss card. Uh, 20 plays available for the two primetime games. You can pick your 10 best angles. There were some really fun and interesting ones this week because we were pretty fired we put up a about fun these two spin games. on it. Yeah, we did. You know why? Because it's it's the association season. Oh, that's exactly why. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball. What do you make of the? Uh, did you see? Did you it. see the? Uh, did you see what I uh, I hung for the basketball, the NBA, NFL Sunday night crossover call? Well, I can't remember now, but we did I'll discuss say, it earlier. We're we're handicapping uh, Kyle Rudolph receiving yards versus Anthony Davis points. Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers are hosting the Toronto Raptors on Sunday night, about the same time that the NFL game is being contested. Uh, you can flip back and forth at the commercials and watch uh, the, the Lake show. Um, Anthony Davis's points handicap, probably around 30 and a half. Kyle Rudolph yards handicap around 31 and a half. What's your, uh, what's your feel? Depend, <laughs> depend on Leighton Vandrish availability. 
Yeah, if Leighton Vanderash is out and Thielen's out, I feel like it's a Rudy game. We have to go Rudy. Rudy. Okay. Rudy beats uh, Brow points. So Rudy over Brow. I don't want to give away all my answers. Okay. I want <laughs> okay. to win. One of these times I'm going to win. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, uh, there's some fun ones. Check it out. Check out sideboss.com contests. You'll see us posting about it all weekend as well. It's yeah, free we'll to enter. And if you get the most points, you will get cash in your PayPal on Tuesday morning at Real the money. crack of dawn. These guys are super reliable about paying people out, and everyone is invited to play for free. You do not have to have some uh, you know, special connection. You do not have to have some entry code. All you have to do is click on the link and fill out your picks. And uh, best of luck to you in that endeavor. Shall we wrap? Yeah, I think so. Pretty good um, week. Yeah. I yeah. thought we had enough plays for a short card. Yeah, I thought so too. I think I have, what did I have in total? I think I had, I had the under in Minnesota, Dallas. I had the Pittsburgh. I had Chicago. I have Green Bay. And I had the under in Arizona, Tampa Bay. It's five. So I have five, five in play on Sunday. <clears throat> I might have a bigger card than you. It'd be a first time all year. Probably I ever. Might- I kind of need a six, seventh play because I have the over on Monday Night Football, and I hate having an even number of plays because then I could have get juiced out, and I want to know if I, I just want to win or lose. I don't want to get juiced out, so I'm going to have to revisit some of your positions and see if any of them I agreed with. I hate, I hate that I do that too. <clears throat> I do that pretty regularly. I might get involved in that Baltimore Cincy under. I don't think Ryan Stanley is taking this thing over 44 and a half. I'll tell you that much. Three unders and a bunch of uh, home teams. Does that sound about right? Would have worked last week. Half of it. Would have. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. Giant, Giants ruined it for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't win. So perfect. All, All right. Home good team one. Didn't cover. Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. Great job. That was fun. Best of luck week 10. And uh, I will talk to you on Thursday Night Football as we break down the Chargers and the Raiders at halftime. Perfecto.